My next guest is the founder and CEO of Startup Parent, a company and virtual community that connects parents who want to reimagine and build a new future of work. Please welcome Sarah Kathleen Peck. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Sarah Kathleen Peck. Hi, girl. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, it's so great to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my gosh, like I know you are the founder and CEO of Startup Parents. So tell us more about what your company is all about. Oh, yeah. So I started this company. Um, I was actually working at a startup. Mm-hmm. And I got pregnant and I said, well, okay, like what, where are the people that look like me? Where yeah. are the pregnant women working in tech, working in venture, do, like building companies? And unfortunately, the company I was working at was really, there's a lot of guys and the mm. tech communities, there are a lot of guys, but more than that, there weren't a lot of parents. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, where are you? Like, how do I find people like me? And am I going to screw this all up? I was so scared. Um, and so I, I wanted to write a book about my experience. And then it ended up that I started interviewing women about what it was like. I would find them. I would hunt them down. <laughs> I was like, where are you? I want to ask you how you did this. And I ended up starting a podcast, The Startup Parent. It was called Startup Pregnant back in the day because I was interviewing people right at that time. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of blown up into the startup parent podcast. And I get to interview just like you, like awesome people all the time. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) And I also know that startup parent doubled in revenue over years and you've published, you know, a lot of shows. And I, I think you have a book too. Like, tell us more about like how it all started. Yeah, you know, we started really small. And the first year was, um, I was, I think a lot of businesses can start with people having a big idea, like, this is the idea, this is what I'm going to do. I wasn't like that. I thought I wanted to write a book. And then I was doing a podcast, but I had a tiny little baby home with me. So I kind of looked around and I said, I can't take on more free projects. That's not possible at this point in my life. So I went to get sponsors for the podcast and we got $30,000 in sponsors that first year. And I kind of side-eyed, looked at my husband and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to pay some taxes. Like I'm probably going to, you know, (laughs) and after maybe this is a business. And then I realized there was a big opportunity there. And not long after I launched the Wise Women's Council, the first year of the Wise Women's Council, which we had eight people join a private mastermind, a private community. And this year we're 40 people. 
Wow, that's incredible. Congrats. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, it's been four years. It feels I like it's really interesting. I get down on myself a lot mm-hmm. um, because I like I know where I want to go and what I want to do. And I, I know from years of therapy that I am too hard on myself. Uh, but I did have a friend. I was talking to her the other day and she was like, Sarah, you're hiring people. Your program works. People mm-hmm. come back year over year. You're finally paying yourself a salary. Like this is so successful. And, wow. and I have to pause and take that in and just be like, yeah, yeah, I'm, it, it, I'm actually doing it. It's actually happening. Yes. This is so incredible. And I mean, like when I think about it, like I don't have kids like yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the first thing that comes in my mind every time I, every time I think about it, it's like, how can I make my business work and have this huge responsibility at the same time? So what would you say is like the, um, the factor that makes it all work? I know you talk a lot about boundaries as well. Is that one of them? Yeah, yeah. So so it, this is a complicated question because I think there's this whole myth out there. Like if I just like figure out the secret solution or the yeah. secret sauce or like if I just get everything lined up right, it'll be like dominoes and it'll all just work. And the truth is that everyone comes in at a different space. So some people mm-hmm. have five years of entrepreneurship under their belt. And so it's a lot easier for them to outsource and take leave. Mm-hmm. Some people are scaling so fast that it's almost impossible. Some yeah. people get pushed out of their jobs. Some people are starting side hustles. So a lot of it depends on where you are. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, it's harder. <laughs> it, like something, it is harder to start a business and be pregnant at the same time, I would say. Yeah. Um, and it also depends on the niche you're in. Mm-hmm. But across all of those, if I had to give a piece of advice about what to do, it'd be to focus really on the thing that you do really well. Mm-hmm. So the 80-20 Pareto principle, if you look at your business and you realize that your private coaching is the thing that brings in the dollars, cut everything else off your plate that you can and focus on the one or two things that you do really well. Mm, yes. I love that a lot. Um, thank you for saying that and to remind me of that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had this whole exercise. I have a book. It's called do half because the whole point is to teach people how to do half as much as they're doing because yeah. I don't want to be the person that tells people like, if you only have the best system, you'll be able to do it all. I actually think rather than doing it all, we should strive to figure out what our zone of genius is, yes. what we're really good at, and mm. and stay there because because it's we're an ecosystem. So if you are really good at something, I can be really good at this other thing. Someone else can be really good at this other thing. But I think there's a lot of noise out there, you know, like social media. You have to be on YouTube, TikTok, podcast, email, newsletter, Instagram, like all of them. I think if you just pick one or two channels, you'll be a lot more successful. Yes, 100%. I do believe that too. So how will parenting actually make me a better leader and facilitator if I do decide to become a mom one day? Mm -hmm. I love this question. Um, I love this question so much because I think that there's a lot of like mom guilt and mom shame out there, especially for moms, but it also affects dads because they're yeah. not told to take parental leave. It's like they're going to take one week and then go back. And that makes no mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. It, there's such cool research out there that shows that if you spend time with your child in the early stage of a baby's life or the early mm-hmm. part of parenting, if you're adopting, it can change your brain. 
You can wow. reorganize your brain. There's neuroscientists working on this and it helps you consolidate. It helps you grow. There's only two other times in our life when our brain is this elastic. It's when we're children mm -hmm. and when we're teenagers and then wow. the birth of a child. And so if we forgo you know, the parental leave or we don't have government support to take a little bit of time to be with our children, we miss out on this huge opportunity mm -hmm. to, to literally rewire our brains in such a positive way. I'm glad that here in Canada, I think dads get more time. Like, I'm not sure how yes. long, but I think they get more time. Um, but yeah, that's a really good point. I think Canada's like got great benefits. I think you can take up to a year yeah. for females. And then I don't yeah. know what the, the, but it's, I won't even say great, reasonable. It's totally reasonable. Yeah, and it makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The United States just has a stick up. It's, you know, what? So um, yeah. <laughs> in terms of getting this and like everyone in the world is like, come on. What are you doing? Like, we know that this works. It's not complicated. Just pass the law already. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So true. Um, and I mean, are you a mom? I think you're a mom, too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got two. I've got a, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. Yeah. And I mean, it must be so inspiring for your children as well to see you run your business and wear all these hats and, and do your thing and follow your passion. Like, like how would you say living living your legacy is also affecting your children. You know, the other day, my older child, he was drawing a picture of like, this is mom. <laughs> and he goes, mom likes to do two things, work and exercise. <laughs> and I looked at it and I was like, you got my number. Like, that is correct. Like, that's what I like to do. Um, like, I was like, okay, so that's what I show you. I, I mean, I think it's just that I... <sighs> There's this weird mythology around mm -hmm. becoming a mom that you then have to become um, almost invisible and in service mm -hmm. to everyone else mm -hmm. around you to the expense of yourself, to the mm -hmm. erasure of yourself. And I don't think there's anything wrong with the first part. You can be in service of other people. You can love and adore and help other people. Caretaking mm -hmm. is amazing. But there's this kind of dark side of it where like it's really subtle, but you'll see it on social media that people call themselves mom instead of by their name mm -hmm. and their identity slowly disappears. Yeah. And they're, and, and it's like, no, I'm a person too, who has independence and who has likes and wants and desires and beliefs. And those may change at different points of my life for all different kinds of reasons. I don't like what I liked when I was 20 and that's fine. No one's telling me that like, what I was doing at 20 was my calling. But with motherhood, there's weird stuff mm -hmm. where it's like, you're going to love this. This is going to be your only endeavor. You're not going to want to do anything else. Your whole self is going to disappear. And I actually believe that there's a lot more space for everyone in your family structure, in your community, in your village, whatever you want to call it, to, to bring their whole self to the table and to mm, care for each other. This is so good. I mean, that's what I'm really afraid of is like losing my identity, losing who I am because it takes up so much of your time and energy. So I'm so yeah. happy you, you, you talked about that. And I know this is going to help a lot of women out there for sure. I mean, the first year, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to tell you the first year is easy. <laughs> the first year you are going to, you probably will feel like, like you've lost a lot of who you are and your independence because you're so sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. The baby has to be fed mm -hmm. eight to 12 times a day. You like, there's just oh so gosh. like, yeah, people are like, Oh, it's so cute feeding. You're like, no, I, do you want to know how many <laughs> bottles I clean at night? Like there's just so much work to do that you do kind of miss things, but 
it comes back, like you start to kind of, I don't know if it's waking up, but you start to sparkle again uh, when the kid reaches these milestones, like at nine months when they mm-hmm. start really taking in a lot of solid food and eating mm-hmm. more, you're like, oh, I have a little more energy. After they sleep <laughs> through the night, you're like, oh, I have a little more energy. Like once they're 18 <laughs> months old, you're like, maybe I will sign up for a conference. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just love your energy and this is really great. Oh. Honestly, I'm so so happy we're doing this. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll, I I like to tell the truth about motherhood and I don't guarantee that I'm yeah. right because there's hundreds of people out there, right? There's hundreds of stories of motherhood. I've got my experience, but I think it's really important that we tell lots of stories about what motherhood looks like because uh, frankly, I think the media portrays a lot of lies it's like you're gonna have a perfect round Mm. bump and you're gonna be thin and this is how you lose weight (laughs) and like and like nothing about you is gonna change and like all your outfits are gonna be gorgeous and you're gonna be glowing and like the breastfeeding top's (laughs) gonna work and I don't know like I you know so many people I know don't have a perfectly round bump and their body's completely Mm -hmm. changed and of course Mm -hmm. they changed right and their expectations change so I try to tell Mm -hmm. the truth about motherhood without terrifying people too much (laughs) I'm terrified. (laughs) Day by day. Day by day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what would you say is like the key to the success in business while parenting? Yeah. So this relates to what we were talking about earlier about, um, you know, like parenting is going to change you. I will also Mm -hmm. say that one of the things a lot of people tell me is their boundaries get a lot more clear and what they Mm want to say yes and no to gets a lot more clear. And some people call Mm -hmm. this a BS detector. I'm not going to swear, but it's a swear word, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and and that meter really goes up because all of a sudden there's so much more at stake. You're like, am I going to lose sleep for this? like mediocre happy hour? Am I going to miss bedtime and dinner time for this person I don't really like? No, Mm -hmm. not at all. And even at work, you learn to get better at saying no. And one of the things I really, really hope we can do culturally is reframe parenting not as this, oh my gosh, now they say no to everything and they don't follow through, but as this really intense leadership incubator where we actually pick up a number of new skills. Because if I learned these new skills in an MBA program, if I came back to you and I said, I've learned how to say no, I've learned how to set boundaries, I know how to strategize, I know how to prioritize, we work less, we get great things done, you would be like, whoa, that's amazing. (laughs) And if I come back from a parental leave and I tell you this, people are like, oh, you're not as motivated and dedicated. It's it's mm-hmm. so bizarre to me. I want to reframe parenting yeah. as this like MBA accelerator where we get to learn all these new skills. That's so amazing. I mean, yeah, you must learn on the go, right? You've never done this before. So you learn so much also about yourself, I can assume. A hundred percent. You nailed it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so I asked this to everyone who comes on the podcast, and I'm very curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? Mm, This is such a good question. I mean, I think it's getting really clear and focused on what you believe in Mm -hmm. and staying true to what your unique gifts are, whether that's your company gifts, whether that's your team gifts, whether that's your own personal gifts, and then learning how to say no, learning how to say no so that you can do the thing that you're here to do. Mm-hmm. love it I love that it's so simple straight to the point 
<laughs> Love you it. know, I think women have a lot of trouble saying no. Yeah. Like we're cultured to say yes to everything. And standing up and saying no is a special challenge for women leaders in particular. Yeah, totally. I mean, it takes some time, but you'll get there. Just start. <laughs> start small. I mean, <laughs> I do a workshop on saying no, and I have a book on saying no. So I'm happy to like share tips. Or if people want to grab the book, I'll send you the link so that yeah. they can have it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. <laughs> no problem. So do you have, you know, like any last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with audience today regarding business or parenting or one life lesson that you've learned and that you carry with you every day? I think that we're here to figure out what we want. And I think that can be really hard. I think a lot of people can struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And if you're struggling trying to figure out what you want, know that you're not alone and that's your journey. That's your journey. And then if you do know mm -hmm. what you want, if you figure it out, then carving out space and time for it is the next part of the really hard journey. Really going after it is the next part of the journey. And I will say one of our company mottos is we don't have to do things mm -hmm. the way they've always been done. So if you're in a situation or a context or a work culture or just something that you're like, this doesn't feel right, I think we could do it a different way. That's what entrepreneurship is inventing new ways of doing things and you have the power to invent new ways and go after it and try it. Oh, I love it so much. The power of creating your own wave. <laughs> I love mm -hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, we started this entrepreneurship game to be our own selves and to find what truly speaks to us. So I love that a lot. That's right. Love what it. if you could have a successful business in 15 hours a week? Yeah. Like what if the 40 hour paradigm is just an arbitrary rule that Henry Ford made up over a hundred <laughs> years ago that we do not have to follow. Like what if? Yeah. I love the what if scenario. I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so where can people go to connect with you further in the online space? You know, I write a weekly newsletter um, over at startup parent. So mm -hmm. startupparent.com slash newsletter, you can sign up. And if you go to startupparent.com slash half, I'll send you a free copy of the book that I was telling you about. It mm -hmm. talks about how to do half as much as a leader. Um, and then I'm on social media occasionally. I try to drop in there twice a week on Instagram and Twitter. You'll find us at startup underscore parent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for being here, for sharing your value. You are amazing. And we'll definitely keep in touch for sure. <laughs> thank you for having me on the show. This was great. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.